Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show, sharing God's prescription for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and total health coach. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. Today's show is a topic that impacts all of us in one way or another. If it's not you, it may be a family member, a loved one, a co-worker, or a friend that might be facing some kind of illness, some kind of disease. Uh, This has, in a sense, become the new norm of America, where if it's not you, it's someone that you know. And even though there are trillions of dollars that are spent annually, in the healthcare system to work towards helping individuals get better or to achieve improved or greater health, that's simply not happening. So while billions of dollars are being spent on healthcare, it has not resulted in improved health. And that does not have to be the normal. And my guest today is on an assignment, he is on a mission, to reverse that normal, to let individuals know that they do not have to live with sickness, they do not have to live with disease, and so I'm pleased to host on our show today, Mr. Mark Sloan. And just to give you a little bit of background about Mark, Mark Sloan has been researching and writing about various health topics for over 15 years. He has written over 300 articles and is the author of three best-selling books, including Red Light Therapy, Miracle Medicine, The Cancer Industry and Cancer, The Metabolic Disease Unraffled. Mark lives in Ontario, Canada, and is working towards living off the grid on a homestead while producing as much health and environment-enhancing food as possible using permaculture principles. Mark is passionate about learning and his ultimate goal in life is to reduce the suffering in this world and to make a better place for every human being alive and for future generations. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the author of three best-selling books and global health champion, Mr. Mark Sloan. Welcome to the show today, Mark. Thanks, Rakesha. It's a pleasure to be here. So, so very glad to um, have you on today. And I just want to open up with an icebreaker question. Um, What are you doing in your world or in your life right now that is rocking your world naturally? What is rocking my world naturally? I would say uh, one of my latest things that I've begun is, I mean, I'm always trying to improve myself. Uh, I believe if we all did that, that would instantly create a better world and for me one of the things i'm working on now is i've recently purchased a nutrition course it focuses on some very unique principles based on the work of dr raymond pete and it focuses on the thyroid nutrition to improve the thyroid and i've been implementing it and the results have been very profound so that is rocking my world naturally right now wow that's awesome i'm gonna have to look into that myself uh definitely keeping that in mind. So 
Um, Mark, you are a writer, you are a health champion, and, you know, over 300 articles um, concerning your work. So what is it that actually motivated you to do what you're actually doing now? Well, Rakesha, when I was 12 years old, my mother was uh, died of cancer. Um, she was diagnosed when I was 11, and she had a lesion on her cervix, and it was only about the size of a baby fingernail kind of seems insignificant. And when she was actually diagnosed, she had no symptoms either. But the doctors told us that she needed to be rushed in for surgery or she could die. So, I mean, they also said that they wanted to treat the area with radiotherapy as a safeguard just to ensure the cancer doesn't come back. And so feeling confident that the treatment would be a success and that I would soon have my mother back, we, uh, we rushed her in a couple weeks later for the surgery and radiotherapy treatment. And then cutbacks, there were actually cutbacks at the hospital at that time. So we weren't able to get her in for a checkup until about six months later. She had an MRI and doctors assessed it. And when she was finally able to return to see that doctor, they, uh, they said the cancer had spread to her hip area. So at that point, doctors told us they wanted to inject chemotherapy. And uh, the first time I felt and I could see that my dad felt very confident that we were, my mother was going to heal. And then this time, I noticed he was a little more nervous about it, uh, a little more reluctant. He's always been into alternative health. I had seen some of his books and read them when I was around that age, around the house on herbal remedies and things like that. Mm. But regardless, uh, we rushed her in for chemotherapy. And um, the instant decline of her health was unbelievably obvious. It was like she was hit by a truck. Um, I remember she came home that same night, and while I was upstairs trying to sleep, I could hear her pacing back and forth downstairs below in the living room, crying in pain, crying out to God to put an end to her pain. Um, mm. I'll never forget that. And within a couple of days, her legs swelled up to about three times the normal size, so she could no longer walk. Mm. So now she's in a wheelchair and in constant agony. And on top of that, she had a number of other side effects, which come with chemotherapy, including one called trismus, which it's basically your jaw muscles stop working because they've been damaged so badly by the poison. So mm -hmm. she could no longer talk now or eat solid foods. So at this point, I just remember when I was thinking back to what actually happened. And I remember at that point feeling really confused and angry because we were said to have some of the best doctors in Canada working on her. Like we went out of our way to get the best and they were supposedly using the most advanced treatments and all the treatments appeared to do was make things worse, like much worse. And in fact, when she was diagnosed, she had zero symptoms. So the, the change was very obvious. And, uh, you know, within a few torturous months, my mother was gone. And it wasn't until about 16 years later that I had a life-changing revelation where I discovered my true purpose in life. I realized that my greatest tragedy was also my greatest gift. You know, I was born on Mother's Day, so I happened to be a gift to my mother. And the way I see it now, her death was a gift to me. I realized that my mom died so my life could have purpose. You know, she gave me a story to tell that could inspire others and a mind that could find the answers that the world was literally dying to know. So right then and there in that moment, I committed to writing a book on cancer and finding the answers needed to put an end to the disease forever. And going into the book, um, my hypothesis was that, you know, maybe cancer has already been solved, but the scientific findings have never been acknowledged publicly. Um, like, 
the war on cancer was diagnosed or was declared in 1970. It's now 2019. That's 49 years later. So the year 2020 marks the 50-year anniversary of the date when we were promised a cure. An estimated $500 billion have been spent on cancer research, and they've literally come up with nothing better for treating the disease. In fact, we're using the same treatments. And on top of that, more people are diagnosed and dying of cancer than ever before. So if that's not a failure, I don't know what is. So in my book, in the intro, what I've done is fire them and taken it upon myself to read all the research. Mm. And I didn't know what I was going to find at the time, but I just committed to doing it. And I read about 10,000 studies and I kept and referenced about 2,500 of them in my books. And it turns out that every I has been dotted and every T has been crossed in regards to understanding what cancer is and how to safely prevent and reverse it. What cancer is, is no longer a mystery. Mm-hmm. So for the first time ever, the public can truly understand if cancer screening tests and mainstream cancer treatments truly work or not. And that's in my first book, The Cancer Industry. And then exactly what cancer is and how to reverse it in my second book, Cancer, the Metabolic Disease Unraveled. So my purpose in life, which I believe God gave to me, and the reason I wrote these books was to ensure that by the time I'm gone from this place, no child will have to go through what I did ever again. Wow, Mark, you are truly a living testament of someone who has taken that pain and transformed that into power. And... It is through your journey that you are helping countless individuals to overcome um, cancer because, you know, like you said, it's mind-blowing to think that it has been 50 years since the war on cancer has been declared, yet there is still no quote-unquote cure (laughs) you know, within the the conventional realm. But through your studies and through the research that you have found, and I actually had a chance to go through some of the the excerpts from your books that you have um, through your website, truly showing that, that this disease can be reversible within the body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been known for, <laughs> amazingly, at least 100 years that uh, cancer can be reversed without attempting to harm the cells at all. Mm-hmm. And, and it reminds me, <clears throat> there's a, a scripture that says in Leviticus 17.11, that the life, the vitality, the health, the strength of all living creatures is found within the blood. So when we begin to take that approach to heal the body on the cellular level, which it does have the ability to do outside of the um, conventional methods, whether that's through um, lifestyle changes, whether that's through um, our eating habits, whether that's using herbal remedies, the body truly does have the ability to heal itself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. With um, the research and the work that you have done, what has been some of the most enlightening um, evidence or things that have been the most um, eye-opening to you 
on this research and this journey that you've taken, Mark? That's a great question. Um, and what I would say is this, the, the biggest lie right now being told by governments in the cancer industry worldwide is this idea that a cancer cell is like some kind of genetically mutated monster cell that's trying to kill the patient. No scientific evidence has ever suggested this. So what cancer is, like I said, is not a mystery. And what cancer is and how to heal it has been known for at least 100 years. So going back, the first study that began to hone in on what cancer actually is stems back to the 1860s, beginning with the work of German physician Dr. Rudolf Virchow. And what Dr. Virchow noticed was that tumors commonly formed in patients at sites of chronic injuries. He, he found that so common do tumors grow from scars or old injuries that in 1862, he suggested that previous, previous injuries were a precondition for tumor formation. Mm. So basically what, that, what his life of clinical practice found and what that amounts to is that there's virtually no difference between a wound and cancer. And so if you fast forward to the 1920s, there's another German scientist by the name of Dr. Otto Heinrich Warburg, and he was working on understanding the metabolism of cells. So Virchow looked at the tumor itself and what causes that to form, and then um, a Dr. Warburg honed in on the actual cells within the tumor to find out what was happening. And he observed that cancer cells were basically normal cells that happened to have damaged mitochondria, so they couldn't efficiently produce energy. So a cancer cell isn't a biological terrorist, Darth Vader, Wolfman type cell that's on a killing spree. It basically comes down to this. Like when a cell isn't receiving everything it needs to efficiently produce energy, it's forced to produce energy using a very inefficient method called glycolysis, which produces little energy and increases free radical generation within cells. And it's those free radicals that end up damaging the cell and the cell ends up dying. So the amazing news from this is that cancer is a metabolic disease and not a genetic one. So many people are living with fear because their doctors tell them that they're at increased risk if they have a family history of cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's simply not true. The National Cancer Institute's, their own multi-billion dollar initiative called the Cancer Genome Atlas Project was a complete and utter failure. No genetic mutation or series of genetic mutations have ever been linked to the genesis of any type of cancer. So in summary of that, cancer is not a genetic disease, but a disease of damaged metabolism, and it can be completely reversed without causing patients harm, which means nobody has to die of cancer anymore. And everything people need to know to say goodbye to the disease forever, I believe is in both of my books. Mm -hmm. You hit on a key point, Mark, when you said that people are living in fear. And I think that that has been a tool or a weapon in a sense to um, keep people paralyzed in that state thinking that there is no cure or there are no alternatives to reverse what's going on because you know as well as I know that it is flooded whether it's coming through um, television on the internet you're hearing these things constantly to get people uh, in fear that there is no hope or that there's only one way to be able to treat this, whether that's chemotherapy, um, thinking that that's the only way. But truly, that is not the most effective or even the, um, 
best way to even treat that because there's so much damage that comes as a result of uh, chemotherapy treatments. So I think fear plays a big factor in uh, individuals in their uh, path to, to seeking alternative methods to become well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ask me, the treatments are much scarier than the disease. Mm, it's so true. It, it is so, so true. Um, so within your, your books, and I know that you've got um, three of them, to go over, I think it's the, the cancer industry um, conspiracies that you know, do you actually outline those conspiracies like within your actual work so that people can know or have a better understanding of what's going on within the industry overall? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do dig into that in one chapter in the cancer industry, uh, three chapters on the treatments, so surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, a chapter on like early detection. And so you're going to learn about the PSA test for men, which is a test to find prostate or diagnose prostate cancer and mammography. And then I do get into like, the question, is there a conspiracy cover-up or of better treatments? I mean, the industry makes $126 billion a year. If you had a business that they made, made that much, mm-hmm. you know, would you give all that up? And uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I think many people wouldn't. So we can't really blame them for that. A business is there to make money. It's, it is what it is. But we have to find the answers ourselves. And as far as cover-ups go, um, in 2006, not even many people know this, but I don't think they'd be surprised at this point, but cigarette manufacturers were charged or found guilty in U.S. federal court of conspiracy fraud and racketeering. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their marketing efforts claimed that cigarettes were healthy at some point, and uh, we, everybody mm-hmm. knows at this point that that's not true. In yeah. fact, cigarettes were responsible for an estimated 100 million deaths in the 20th century. So, I mean, it's not – when you have big business, this kind of thing is just mm-hmm. – normal par for the course it seems and when it comes to uh, cancer i do outline and explore that concept um and there are a number of different concepts as far as treatments being suppressed um by the nurse canadian nurse renee case Mm -hmm. Uh, that's one example that i go over and another one is a really simple small one just a little tactic they use so when they sell chemotherapy they sell vials that are fit for a 250 pound person even though most people aren't that weight, they're less on average, I would think. And uh, so a, a lot of it doesn't end up being used, but it still costs more. So that's just one simple way that they use, they kind of make more money in an unethical way. Wow. And and you mentioned those different ways. And I know that even with this month, it's October, where there's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um regarding women getting their annual mammograms. Is your thought along the same lines as well? Do you believe that there's conspiracies behind that as well, as far as women and um, getting the annual mammograms um, for early breast cancer detection? Oh, it's hard to say. I mean, when you look at it, it's like you could make the case that it's simply for money and you know the mammography came out with good intentions but it's just very inaccurate and tends mm-hmm. to overdiagnose women in the millions um mm-hmm. but if the, the deeper you look into it it's like yeah maybe there is like a dark side to this 
So mm -hmm. I'm not sure, I guess, is my answer. But um, okay. one thing we know for sure is that ionizing radiation causes cancer. And so if you get one mammogram every year, yeah. which is a pretty significant dose of ionizing radiation, that's definitely going to be a contributor to cancer. So even if you don't have it in time, up to 100% of women have been shown to eventually be diagnosed with cancer if they get mammograms over a 10-year period because mm -hmm. of that. So. Wow. wow. That's definitely um, good information and something for us to keep in mind. Um, something else that really grabbed my attention when it comes to um, treating cancer or illnesses or injury, you have something that's um, that you've written about red light therapy. Yeah. Can, can you talk a little bit about that, Mark? Because some individuals may not know what red light therapy is and how it uh, can be used to help. Yeah, so I wrote a book on red light therapy. That was my third book, and it's amazing. I'm, I'm amazed how few people still know about it, even today. Mm. And it's funny, living in Canada here, a lot of you pretty much talk to any Canadian, and they'll say that Americans are dumb. But mm -hmm. when you look at this, the sales of my book, like 95% are coming from the United States. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in reality, the United <laughs> States, people that live down there are, mm -hmm. you people are a lot more educated and open-minded. So um, mm. with that in mind, um, yeah, red light therapy is a type of therapy where you direct specific wavelengths of light in the red end of the spectrum at your cells not through clothes, but on the bare skin. And it basically works by, the light is absorbed by an enzyme within cells called cytochrome C oxidase. And essentially what that does is upregulate energy production by those cells. So if you look at the difference between a young puppy and an old puppy or a human child and an old person, you'll notice the one primary difference other than wrinkles and things like that is energy. So when it comes to health, health is a matter of energy and red light therapy, by applying that light to your cells, it's one of the most efficient ways to boost your energetic state of the entire body. And not surprisingly, literally dozens of diseases and conditions have been shown to benefit from this light. Wow, that's that's amazing. And I did uh, have the chance to take a look at some of the devices that you have. And so... For those individuals that might want a little bit more information about um, the red light therapy, can you share where they can find that at, Mark? Uh, yeah, absolutely. My uh, my book, all three of my books can be found at endalldisease.com slash books. And so you can get my book on red light therapy and cancer there. And also I do sell three red light therapy devices, a small, medium, and large. And also I do offer a free red light therapy dose guide which is a good introduction. If you go to the main page of my site, endalldisease.com, and sign up for our newsletter, you get three books. The first book is a chapter from the cancer industry. So it's the chapter on chemotherapy for free. You can read that and test and see what, if you like my work. And the second one is a chapter from Cancer of the Metabolic Disease Unraveled on sodium bicarbonate or baking soda, that stuff that you have under your counter for mm -hmm. disease and specifically on cancer. And I think you'll be amazed at that one. And the third free book that you get just for signing up to the newsletter is a red light therapy dose guide that'll show you the, a little bit more about it and the exact specific uh, doses and treatment times that you need that have been found within scientific research 
uh, to be most beneficial for specific conditions. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing that information. And Mark, is there any other thing that you would like for our listeners to know today before we close out our show? Uh, any parting words at all? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think the most important thing, and this might be preaching to the choir here when I talk to uh, your audience, but the most important thing I think is that we take responsibility for our health. I mean, if we, like the, there's been a study in 2003 called De Death by Medicine uh, by oh. Dr. Gary Null and Carolyn Dean. And yeah. they, what they found was that modern medicine is literally like the number one cause of death. So mm -hmm. there are good things within it, of course, but many of the things, if you don't question what your doctor's recommending can lead to your death earlier than it would have came otherwise. So take responsibility for your health. That's my message. And read my book on the cancer industry. It's important that before you get diagnosed, if and when with cancer, that you know already if you're going to accept surgery, chemotherapy, and or radiotherapy. Decide now. Otherwise, you're basically going to get scared to death with the C word and you will lose your ability to think for yourself. And most people at that point will just kind of submit to what their doctor says. And that could end up getting you killed like many people before. Wow. That's, again, excellent information, Mark. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that we have to take personal responsibility and become our own personal uh, health advocates. Because I think it was the late, great Jim Rohn that said that we only have one body and this is the only place on earth that we have to live and so we've got to be proactive using the tools the resource the knowledge uh, the information that you have given us not only listening to it but applying it and sharing that information and getting the word out to individuals that there is hope that there is a cure that is out there and when we give the body what it needs it has the divine ability to heal itself Amen. So, so thank you so much, Mark, for being a part of our, our show today. And I know that the, the listeners will be truly blessed and enlightened uh, by this information. So thank you so much again for what you are doing. Um, our prayers are continually with you to um, reach as many people as you can with this message of health. Uh, thank you so much, Rakesha. It's been a pleasure. Okay. You enjoy the rest of your day, Mark. You too. Thanks so much. All right. God bless. Bye now. For speaking engagements, health tips, and total health education and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com and on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally, and on Twitter, Rock Your World 28.